the Word on School Avenue. I am Seth Templin. I am Darren Waddles. I am Dexter Mize. And this is Weston Mize. And today we are going to uh, really just pick up where we left off last week. Um, uh, Darren did a fantastic job talking about the oneness of God. And I wanted to uh, just go right in from oneness, right into Jesus' name, baptism. I yeah. think that they just tie in so well oh, together. Man. They do. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's like bacon and it's... eggs. You can't have one without the other. <laughs> That's right. exactly right. That's right. Exactly yeah. right. When when you talk about oneness, it's just like you said. It's yep. the next topic is baptism. See, I mean, I've went it, into conversations so about baptism, and then finding out in the middle of a conversation, oh, we can't ever agree because. I believe in oneness and you believe in the yeah. Trinity, you can't really find common ground mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So I, I told the guys that I don't have, I want to focus on Jesus name baptism because this is a, an apostolic Pentecostal podcast. We know why uh, baptism is important, but then uh, we've taken like a week to do this. So I've kind of rethought myself. I want to throw in a little bit uh, as I'm the one leading the talk today. I want to go ahead and bring up a few reasons of why baptism is important. Um, and um, just really just try to cover all of our bases mm-hmm. on baptism. And I want you guys to, to uh, interrupt me at any time, add in some stuff, because I think that's where we get some of our best nuggets is when I, I don't have something and y'all jump in with something yeah, that I've overlooked. So what is baptism for? Baptism is for the remission of our sins, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Luke twenty four forty five says, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the Scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And then Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right here we have remission. That means to release as from debt or obligation. And to remit is to cancel a penalty, to pardon or to forgive, to restore to original condition. So we are born into sin. When we become born again in the water, we have those sins rolled away, completely taken away, and we are forgiven. We are remissed. We are remitted. So baptism washes away our sins, pretty much uh, exactly the same as remission. Acts twenty two sixteen says, And why now tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. This is after Paul has been blinded uh, and he is talking with Ananias. And Ananias is commanding him, you have to be baptized. Why mm-hmm. do you have to be baptized? To wash away your sins. Baptism is necessary. It is, the word from last week was pivotal. It is, yeah. it is a must that to be saved. Uh, you can look at Mark 16, 16 and 1 Peter 3, 21 for some added verses there. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 1 says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Sanctified, that means set apart. Justified means just as if I had never sinned. And baptism is a burial. Uh, one more thing. This is a command straight from Jesus. It's written in red. You can go to John 3 and 3. Jesus answered uh, and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, mm-hmm. he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, ye must be born again. So there's only one birth spoken of in John 3, uh, 3 through 5, and that birth consists of two elements, water and spirit. The element of water is baptism in Jesus' name. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit. The element of the Spirit is baptism of the Holy Spirit. Notice in Acts 2.38, Peter preaches that we must repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Ghost. The gospel consists of death, burial, and resurrection. Repentance is a death. That is in 2 Corinthians 7.10. Baptism is a burial, Romans 6.3-4 and Colossians 2.12. And receiving the Holy, Ge- the Holy Ghost is a resurrection, Romans 8.11. Finally, Romans 6.4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. So that's just my crash course (laughs) why baptism is necessary. Okay. Well, I'd like to add... Yeah, go ahead and add some. um, So if you are Pentecostal or apostolic and you're listening to this, 
I mean, our go-to scripture is Acts 2.38. Right. Seth brought it up. That's our go-to because that is, I mean, that's the fulfill- fulfillment of what Jesus commanded us to do. But I wanted to point out in Acts 2.37, before 38, it says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts mm-hmm. and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? So they are feeling convicted, they're guilty, and they're asking Peter, which is preaching, and everybody around them, what should we do? And that's when Peter replies in 2.38 and says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So this, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but it's it's really good to have the understanding and know that he is literally answering their question. They're saying, what do we need to do to be saved? Right. And he's just writing it out as plain mm-hmm. as possible. I've got a couple other verses. Uh, of course, the story of Nicodemus, that's a good one. Somebody could read that story and elaborate if they want. Uh, somebody talk while I'm looking a verse up. <laughs> if anybody has anything. No? Okay. Don't worry. I'm in deep thought over here. I'm in deep thought. Okay, Mark 16 and 6. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Now I'm wondering why I have this down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to find the point now. Well, 15 through 18 is the, okay. second, is the Great Commission through a different f- point. I'm going to get to that, actually, right, okay. right as soon as I that, actually start talking yeah, about Yeah, I wrote name. that down wrong. That's actually it. Oh, okay. so you do have. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. good. Go, good. Yeah. That is my crash Oof. course on why baptism <laughs> yeah. is important. No, <laughs> I was all the notes I have not even had? started on Jesus' name. Why did he no. not have 10 pages of notes? No, no, no. No, that was just my crash course on why baptism is necessary for the remission of our sins, uh, to be buried in death with Christ. Yeah. Uh, there's another part that I'm going to talk about at the end, actually, uh, taking on the name of Jesus through uh, through burial. Um, but I, I wanted to focus on uh, my notes on B- Jesus' name baptism. Yeah, I, I was reading the wrong <laughs> Yeah, you were... Yeah. Yeah. 16, 16. When you said 16, I was like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So that's another element. Some people don't believe it's necessary for baptism. Yeah. They think, oh, it's good, but this says... Those who believe and are baptized are saved. Right. And right. you know what? This is actually something I wanted to point out. We In our men's Bible study, we talked, uh, maybe it was in Corinthians or something, it was talking about rituals, how I believe even in Pentecostal churches we can turn a lot of the things that we do into a ritual where it means nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rituals, that is kind of like I, I think that you had a study Bible from a uh, different denomination, right? Right. And the way that it words uh, some notes on Acts 2.38 just makes it a ritual. It's, yes. It's mm-hmm. not. Primarily. Yeah. It's not necessary. It's yeah. not pivotal. Mm-hmm. Pentecostals believe this is necessary. Which I hope that's something that we discuss later yeah. on, but I don't yeah. want to step right. from your flow. Continue. All right. So y'all re- can I, can, are we good? Can I go on with just my notes on Jesus' name baptism? Proceed, sir. Proceed. That. Okay. So the Gospels, I'm going to slow down even. So Yeah, that's uh, good. Take, yeah. A Take a breath. I, that was a crash course. <laughs> I just want yeah. to get yeah. through that, you know. You know, Step um, to the side, John Green. <laughs> Seth Templin's here. <laughs> so we're going to talk about baptism in Jesus' name. The Gospels are the same message, but told from four different viewpoints. They are all the same story and, much, and contain much of the same information. Three of the Gospels are so alike, not only in content but in style, that they are called the synoptic Gospels. These three are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John's Gospel, while containing much of the same content, is told in a different manner, with both the beginning and the ending focusing on different subject matters, so we won't really get into John too much here. With this in mind, though, let us look at the last instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples. Uh, in these last words, that he is giving them the task of creating the church, of running the church after he's gone, and he's going to give them a little bit of focus and refresh their minds with the, the last words. And we think of uh, these, especially the Matthew chapter 28 verses, we call this the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all write down the Great Commission slightly different ways, Did and you, we're going to talk about that. you have all of those? Yes, I do. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. So Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name, as we talked about Mm -hmm. in the one this week, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, singular name, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Mark 16, 15 through 18 says, 
And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth shall not be damned. Sorry, but he that believeth not shall be damned. There we go. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and they, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover a great promise. Hey, I have a good story for that, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, put this in here. So one of my good buddies growing up, Jordan, a lot of y'all know Jordan, oh, yeah. Jordan Nickel Pickle. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so, out. yeah, shout out Jordan. Love you, man. But when he was a little bitty feller, you know, kids are stupid. Feller. <laughs> he does. You love how I say it? Yeah. That's like your go-to word. A little bitty feller. feller. Anyway, so Jordan was this little bitty feller, <laughs> and he's outside. It's a hot summer day. He's out there just, I don't know, climbing trees, pulling grass. I don't know. Digging but, holes. you know, you know what we do when yeah. we're kids. We're out there running around. But it's a summer day. He's burning up, sweating. He's like, man, I'm so thirsty. And, man, Jordan was super smart and mature in this time of his life for some reason. He went to the shed for a drink. Oh, no. And he sees this red gas can. Oh, no. It's just so enticing because he's, he's dehydrated and he's thirsty. He doesn't know if he's going to make it to the kitchen. <laughs> oh, no. So he grabs the gas can. What? <laughs> and drinks it. Ah. Uh. And I believe because of God's word and the truth in it, that's the only reason he's here today because wow. he drank gasoline. My. He said, my vision got blurry. I got dizzy. And I don't remember. If he may have passed out. But anyway, oh, he's yeah. here today, so <laughs> yeah. thank God. Oh, but anyway, I, when you read that, I just thought Man. about that story. If you drink any deadly thing, it shall I not that happen. story was That's going right. a completely different <laughs> yeah. direction. So did I. I was <laughs> expecting a snake. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, finally. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. The last of the Great Commission in Luke 24, 45 through 49 says, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the Scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. One of my favorite Scriptures right there. Mm -hmm. Now, if you take a look at the last words that the Lord left in all of their different uh, viewpoints and how they remembered it, Matthew records that they needed to teach and preach baptism in the name. Mm -hmm. Mark records to preach believing and baptizing in my name, and the speaker was, of course, Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, and then tongues and signs shall follow, and then Luke records repentance and remission of sins should be preached in my name. Once again, the speaker was Jesus. Also, the enduing, enduing of power at the receiving of the Lord's promise. So why the name? Let's look at the birthing of the church and see if the last instructions that he gave to all three of those men, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, were fulfilled. We'll start in Acts chapter 2, verses 1-4. through four. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then we jump to Acts two thirty-seven through 39. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the mm -hmm. remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy mm -hmm. Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Mm -hmm. So, the author of the book of Acts records that there was endowment of power, being tongues, teaching and preaching, and it was done in the name of Jesus, repentance and remission of sins, and baptism in the name of Jesus. So clearly we see that the apostle, all the apostles were in agreement, they started the church according to the instructions left behind by Jesus, and that baptism was not only required, but was required in the name of Jesus. But why the name of Jesus? And we're going to get a little bit repetitive here. We're going to go over these same verses. I'm going to really break them down. So we're, it's, it's not too much on Jesus' name baptism. It's not, it's not hard to get this. It's really not because yeah. there's, we're, I have a whole bunch of lists of where later on they just keep doing things in the name, but we have to find out why the name of Jesus. And as we know from oneness, it's because he is our salvation. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
The usual Trinitarian formula used for baptism is found in Matthew 28, 19. The setting is the Great Commission, as mm-hmm. I said. These are some of the last words that Jesus told his disciples before he ascended, and I'm going to read all these over again. Go therefore, this is Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name, singular, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The first thing I would like to point out here is that the name is singular. This is significant. The Father, yeah. Son, and Holy Spirit all have one name. Mm-hmm. They share that name because they are one being. Now, I do not intend to try and explain this passage away. As a young Pentecostal, I hated this verse. I, yeah. I ran away from this verse. We do not need to run away from this verse. We need to embrace this verse. This is the most important verse. These are the words of Jesus, but we must ask ourselves, what does this mean? We must not take this one passage in isolation and ignore everything else in the Bible that it has to say about baptism. We must let the Scripture interpret Scripture and look at all that the Bible says on any given subject. Next, I want to point out uh, that this is not the only account of the Great Commission, as we've already talked about. There is a reason why we have four Gospels. God inspired each writer to write the same truth from different points of view. John did not record the Great Commission, but we will look at what the others said. Uh, Mark's account, we read in Mark 16, 15, Go into all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be damned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. So we see that Mark records the command to go and to baptize, but does not speak of a name in the connection with the baptism. However, we do see a mention of Jesus' name in the very next verse. More importantly, we need to look at how the apostles obeyed these commands, which we will see in the book of Acts. But let's just let's look at Luke's account lastly. Luke 24:47 says, "And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high." So here we read a, a command to preach repentance and remission of sins in His name, which is fulfilled in Acts 2. If we look at the preceding verse, we see that the pronoun his refers to Christ. So repentance and remission of sins are to be preached in Jesus' name. Where do we receive the remission of our sins? Let's look at what Jesus' disciples did with this command. Pentecostal's favorite verse, Acts 2.38, mm-hmm. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we have three different accounts of what Jesus' command and his apostle, uh, of Jesus' command and what his apostles at the commission. Now we look at how they obey Jesus' words. We should take note that Jesus did died uh, after the Passover. He was buried for three days and then went on uh, was on earth for another 40 days after his resurrection. That's Acts 1-3. Uh, from the past, Passover until Pentecost is 50 days. Penta means 50. Mm-hmm. So only about a week transpired between Jesus' commission and Peter's sermon on Pentecost. Surely they didn't forget his command that fast. <laughs> yeah, I would hope. It is also interesting that Matthew, who later wrote Matthew 28, 19, was present as well in Acts 1, 13. Uh, we would expect him to stand up and stop Peter. So Peter was the one preaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there were so many people that all the other disciples just fanned out and started just relaying what he was preaching out to the crowd so that everyone could listen. Mm-hmm. So Matthew doesn't stop and say, hey, Pete. <laughs> That's not what Jesus said. Yeah, he is preaching right alongside his right. his uh, his fellow apostle. Um, so Jesus said to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And they did this. This is what they did. They said, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ." Right. As we talked about last week, when you are raised in uh, every day, you wake up and you you quote the Shema. You walk out your door and you right. quote the Shema, and you mm-hmm. go past your gate and you quote you quote the Shema. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. Yes, one. Yes, one. Sorry, I want to. <laughs> Hallelujah! Oh my I thought goodness. these things were supposed to stop that. Stuff's rattling. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited. No. So this is the problem with um, where the world is now and what the world is then. They understood with a with something that was just entwined in them from the moment yes. they could move and speak, there is one Lord. Yep. We live in a Trinitarian world where 300 years after Jesus, has di- di- uh, Jesus died, they came in and changed the doctrine mm-hmm. and convinced yep. everyone after that that we we're going to believe in a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Trinity. Mm-hmm. And that is what we teach now. It, even Pentecostals who grow up in this can, if they do not study it, they can be confused and think that 
well, these verses mean three gods. These no, verses, Peter had not. no misunderstanding when he had, when his when he said, "You are the Messiah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. are God right. here on earth in flesh." It was not two; it was one, and he understood that with a certainty that we should be able to understand mm-hmm. it in. That's right. Yeah, because I mean, uh, there's so many accounts throughout the New Testament, more specifically Acts, and where you have those that do baptize, what do they baptize in? They baptize in the name of Jesus. I'm just about to go through all that. No, you're good. Well, I mean, I don't want to (laughs) steal your fire, but I mean, you got Peter, Paul, Philip, and a couple of others that do it, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there. I, I don't understand a deviation. Never once is from there a mission of the ti- of the titles and baptism. Yes. It is always in the name. Mm-hmm. So who should who would be in the best position to understand the meaning of Jesus' words? Us almost two thousand years later, or his own disciples who spoke them who he spoke them to? Us, definitely. Yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> no. it's 2023, yeah. and we know everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely the people that walked with him every day. Yeah. Does I mean, Peter have a high school diploma? <laughs> I doubt it. He was a fisherman. He definitely didn't make it. He had to be smart. He ran a business. So. So. That's right. Throughout the book of Acts, we will see that uh, people are routinely baptized in Jesus' name. And when we, we, when we read the epistles to the church, we will find out that they too were baptized in Jesus' name. So that it is obvious that the Jesus' disciples understood the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to be Jesus. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in Scripture do we find anyone being baptized using the word, these words, only in Jesus' names. Do you want me to actually read these verses, or do you want me to just give them out? There's... How many you got? Just give them. Start reading them. We'll we'll read them. them. They're they're short ones mostly. Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among Mm, men by which we must be saved. Although this verse may not be talking exclusively about baptism, we see that Jesus is the name by which we are saved. Why? Because God has become our salvation. That is Mm -hmm. the name of Jesus. That's what Jesus means. Uh, there is no other name that can save us. Acts 8.12 says, But when they believed Philip as he preached these things concerning the kingdom of mm-hmm. God in the name of Jesus Christ, both mm-hmm. men and women were baptized. baptized. Acts 8.16 says, For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Acts 10.48 says, And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Acts 19.5, When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 22.16, and now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So Peter, John, and the rest of the disciples baptized in Jesus in the name of Jesus throughout Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And Paul rebaptized the believers in Ephesus in Jesus' name. If you're baptized in the titles and you get an understanding and a revelation of this, you cannot stay baptized that way. It is not the truth. You yeah. have to be rebaptized in Jesus' name. Absolutely. And it, it that right there in Ephesus, when uh, the followers of John came up mm-hmm. and he said, have you not received the Holy Ghost? No, we don't know about the Holy Ghost. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? We know not of that name. Well, we're going to rebaptize you. They'd only been baptized unto John's repentance. So you have to be rebaptized if you are not baptized in truth. Yep. That's um, a perfect example under the of name. baptism yeah. because yes. they were literally baptized yeah, under unto uh, repentance yeah. by John, right? Or yeah. I guess John came up with the formula. Was it John that actually yeah. baptized yeah. them? Well, John, most likely John. Yeah, yeah. John yeah. was the one that brought baptism, mm-hmm. but it was only baptism in repentance yeah. right. and in the coming of. Yeah, but that was, was like twenty years after yeah. he had been yeah. uh, killed, and these men were still following John's yeah. stuff. So yeah. maybe they were baptized through just the formula of John. They might have been baptized by John. They were great disciples of John. But it's it's clear that when they realized they were baptizing John, yes. they said, and okay, yes. then they received. The Holy Ghost. Yeah, we we need to rebaptize. That should you. be our next week. So it's just talking it about is. the Holy Ghost. I mean, yeah. it's got to yeah. be. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. I mean, bang, bang, bang. Um, Oneness, baptism, Holy Ghost. Ghost. Yes, <laughs> that's that's easy. Um, Romans six six and three, uh, chapter six, verse three says, "Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into His death?" Romans six four also says, "Therefore we are buried with Him through baptism into death." 
that Jesus that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So the reason that we are baptized in Jesus' name and that we're is that we are being baptized into Jesus. We are taking on his name, similar to the way a woman takes on her husband's name. We are saying that we belong to Jesus and that we are identifying with him in his death and burial. Even if God were a Trinity, Jesus is the one who died for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which he's not. Which he's not. He is one. First Corinthians one thirteen says, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? If you follow Paul's train of thought here, his obvious implication is no. Christ was uh, Christ was the one sacrificed for you. He so you were baptized into the name of Christ. So the believers at Corinth, as well as those in Rome, were baptized in Jesus' name. Galatians three and twenty seven says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Colossians 2.11 says, In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So that's, in addition to... What? Oh, I was going to say, that's very important right there. Yeah. When it yes. talks about the circumcision. Yep. It goes all the way back to the Old Testament because mm-hmm. it's still the same covenant that Abraham had because right. the God of the Old Testament is still Jesus. Yep. <clears throat> but it's very, right. it's very important because... No longer yeah. do you have to be circumcised. <clears throat> Baptism is now It's not a physical circumcision. Yes. Yes. Anyway. So in addition to those in Rome, Corinth and Ephesus, as well as Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, we see that the Christians in Colossae and those in the region of Galatia were all baptized in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. They would not have connected baptism so exclusively with Christ had they routinely baptized using the words Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. As I said before, the only way that we see anyone being baptized is in Jesus' name. Scripture tells us that whatever we do in word or deed should be done in Jesus' name. That's Colossians 3.17. Baptism is an act of both word and deed. And finally, we kind of talked about this last week, um, and I, I mentioned it here. 300 years after uh, Jesus' death at the um, Council of Nicene, yeah. they came in, these pagans came in and changed the religion and started adding these words. And if you do not believe me, you can go to the Britannica Encyclopedia, mm. and it says that the baptismal formula was changed from the name of Jesus Christ to yes. the words Father, Son, and Holy Ghost by the Catholic Church in the second century. This is the eleventh edition of Britannica Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Volume Three, pages three sixty-five through three sixty-six. The Caney Encyclopedia of Religion says that the early church was always baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus until development of the Trinity doctrine in the second century. The Catholic Encyclopedia says here the Catholics acknowledge that baptism was changed by the Catholic Church, volume 2, page 263. And the Hastings Encyclopedia of Religion says Christians' baptism was administered using the words in the name of Jesus. That's volume 2, page 377. Baptism was always in the name of the Lord Jesus until the time of Justin Martyr when triune formula was used. Volume 2, page 389. Name, capitalized, uh, all all in caps there, N-A-M-E, all caps, was an ancient synonym for person. Payment was always made in the name of some person referring to ownership. Therefore, one being baptized in Jesus' name became his personal property. Ye are Christ's. That's volume 2, page 377. On uh, That's a note on Acts 238. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's worth noting as well, the changes. As we refer to, or we referred in the last episode of the Council of Nicaea, you have the Council of Nicaea change, Council of Constantinople change. Council of Ephesus change, and there's about three or four others that followed thereafter that each had their own changes to it. So this is uh, not just something that they, you know, tweaked once. This is men deciding how uh, how it's going to best fit. Men or the devil? I mean, let's just be real. What a trap right. of the devil you're right. to use I mean, religion right. to condemn people to hell by false doctrine. You're right, because it's 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 false, it's false spirits. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, wherever there's Christ, there's an antichrist, and there's always going to be some some way that the enemy is going to uh, sow thorns among the wheat. Uh, it, 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 
doesn't matter what the situation is, there's some way that there's going to be some manipulation and some deviation that they're going to try to pull because we know for a fact the devil, all he is here for is to still kill and destroy. Man, I was trying to find that. What's that verse that says if if um, it's talking about changing the foundation? If any other man or angel or angel, mm-hmm. yeah. it talks about it. It it becomes a doctrine of devils. You hear that, Joseph mm-hmm. Smith? <laughs> I don't know who that is. It's Mormon. That's the Mormons. Mormons. Yeah, oh. Mormons. Yeah, because I think uh, that one. Oh gosh, now I, now I forgot. Never mind. There's two. There's two separate scriptures. One's Old Testament. And one's in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. The one you just referenced, Dexter, was That's New Testament. New Testament. Yeah, I believe that was. What was Jesus saying? No, that was Paul. No, it's in Romans, it isn't it? It. Um. It's it's one of the letters. Yeah, I, I think it's in Romans. I'm not sure. One other thing that comes up a lot with baptism is how are people baptized? Uh, you should know that we Pentecostals, uh-huh. we believe in immersion. And the reason we believe in immersion is because if you look at the Greek word for baptism, yes, I was ask this. it is uh, baptismos or baptizo, and that means to immerse. It, it literally translates mm-hmm. to immerse. Uh, other forms of baptism came later. The, the, the uh, disciples did not do anything but immersion. Yeah. Uh, they are not scriptural. Mm-hmm. Sprinkling came with the uh, deterioration of the church. In order to be baptized correctly, we must be baptized in the name of Jesus by immersion. Yeah. We do not see any uh, scriptures in which infants are baptized. I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. Yes, um, there's more stuff we're going to talk on. <laughs> one must reach the uh, the age of accountability before right. being baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a cool story about that. That my personal story actually. Um, so uh, right before my dad actually became began pastoring at the lighthouse, we were going to ba- uh, Batesville Church under Brother Parmley, and everyone in my youth, I was not youth, I was like. I was seven years old, or six years old, seven years old. They were all getting baptized. All of my peers at that church were getting baptized, and I wanted to get baptized. It was the cool thing to do. Right. Um, That's the trend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I'm not saying that some of them didn't have, have some, have some uh, that they hadn't gotten the Holy Ghost or anything. I don't remember. I was right. very little. But I, I remember asking my dad, and he told me, no, I want you to wait until you get the Holy Ghost until you speak in tongues. Um, so I didn't get baptized with my friends, so I didn't have that, but it was, it's actually cool because I, I focused, I wanted that. My dad, we left, uh, brother Parmley's and my dad started pastoring at the lighthouse and I was searching for this, but it's, it's funny because my grandmother, like she's, Oh, that baby wants to get baptized. I'll (laughs) baptize him. (laughs) So I went over to my grandma's in swimming trunks and flippers and a snorkeling mask. That's awesome. And she's like, okay, maybe he's not ready to be baptized. (laughs) Um, but I, I I like that your dad did that though. Yeah. Cause I know so many people and you know, and it's like we have some family members and it's like they go and they make this big ceremony and this big ordeal about being baptized, like... You can make it a ritual really easy. Yeah, yes. it's like they'll drive all the way to wherever, and they'll go to, like, the sacred creek that somebody else was baptized in, <laughs> and they'll be baptized, and they'll think, okay, well, everything's good, and I'm going to go back to life as normal, and then they won't make any yep. changes or anything. Yep, yep. You know, and it's just... And that's the scary part, is when things become more symbolic than... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking the actual meaning for you personally. Yeah. Well, talking about the symbolism, the symbolism of baptism is death to flesh, mm-hmm. rising in a new life. So if we don't rise and try to walk in newness of life, as the scripture says, I mean, it's all void. Yeah. You know, there's there's no point in it. My dad, I mean, he talked about how people would come in, they get baptized. He he called it uh, baptizing them right out of the church. I've seen that. Yeah, so much, they would. Yeah, yeah. yeah, as a PK, you definitely see yeah. that. I mean. People people think that this is just some magic cure all band aid that you can slap can on anything. Do whatever I want to yeah. do now. It's a it's a once saved always saved uh, mentality that we are not preaching and people just are picking up somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I I focused on getting the Holy Ghost and I was the first person my dad got to baptize. I was seven years old. I spoke in tongues and he baptized me. I probably still wasn't ready because as soon as he started to put me down, I like reached out. It was it was a it was a uh, a cow. Water trough, oh, yeah. a metal, oh, yeah. a metal water oh, trough yeah. that I was baptized in, and I reached out and grabbed the sides twice. I actually got rebaptized later on in life because I was—it yeah. was my fear that I might not have really understood the importance of it. Might would have been okay, but I—I I did get rebaptized later, and that mm-hmm, was my decision. Yeah. 
because that age of accountability thing we I mentioned there, it's up to you. It's not up to something else. I have so uh, yeah. many stories about baptism, mm-hmm. actually. Like my dad, if I was my dad, I would definitely be rebaptized. <laughs> he was baptized by this like 95-year-old man in a creek in the middle of December. And oh, wow. like the the it was all the ice had melted and like was it was rushing. Yeah. And he said the, the old man got washed away. Oh wow. <laughs> so my dad's just sitting on the bottom of this creek after the guy had plunged <laughs> him down in Jesus' name. And my dad's just sitting waiting. He's just like, I'm just praying there. And I'm just I'm bobbing Underwater. along under the water. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's like, finally, I'm like, I, I think this is taking too long. And he just stands up and there's some men chasing after the old man to <laughs> oh, no. to, to try to funny. keep him safe. You know, um, like like you said, I I was actually also rebaptized. I was baptized. I don't remember how old I was now. I was probably eight or somewhere in there. Uh, but like you, I just later in life when you truly understand the meaning of baptism, mm-hmm. at least for me. And you know, when I at the point that I'd been rebaptized, I'd been kind of through a rocky area of my life, and I was like, man, I've kind of messed a lot of things up. So I I just wanted to make sure, which I know it. It may have been fine, like you said, yeah. but it's better to be sure <laughs> than sorry. You know, and if we didn't understand it when we was little, it's a yeah. good thing that we were yeah. rebaptized. Now, we're not saying that you have to be re- rebaptized every single time that you no. mess up. No, 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 no. That's just what repenting is good for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would that, all be, be baptized <laughs> every day. <laughs> that's yeah. right, that's it's Sunday. Where, Let's get baptized. Paul says, you know, I die daily. Yep. It's a daily repentance. Yep. But uh, going back to uh, just talking about those experiences of, you know, maybe you were baptized a little bit too young or and being rebaptized again later on, uh, you know, um, this comes from the National Library of Medicine a study that they did. And this is many studies. I read like, I don't know, there was about 30 pages of um, studies I read, and it was very in-depth and that stuff. But anywho, with the cognitive, cognitive de- development of a child, I didn't even realize this was a thing. I, I mean, I did not realize you that. You thought they just, when they were born, they had all the wisdom. Yeah, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's like they just can't get their words out, but they are there. Now, I, yeah. I'll admit Seth's kids, like, like. <laughs> What is that? Wait, is that a bad thing? Super smart. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I thought I was it was going just, the opposite there. For those that can't Your kid see. needs I was just trying zone. to think of the He's right fancy word, but it's Have just you just thought about seeking a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know a good psychiatrist. <laughs> now, doesn't but, the human brain, does, it doesn't even stop developing until you're 28? Yeah, right? yeah. 25. Okay. For, yeah, for men, I, I always, women yeah. are a little bit different. I've always uh, heard a preacher say that. But anyway, for a 15-month child uh that is about the time where they become self-aware that is that they exist that they are them and that's when like they can like look at a picture and realize that's me uh when they're 27 months they become self-conscious when they uh are about four or five years old that's when they become aware of emotions where my emotions and how they can look at your emotions and connect with and empathize with people and then by seven uh to age seven and eleven that's where you they start conceptualizing time and space and then of course from eleven to you know adulthood that's where you get the more complex thought and more understanding so with between that age range of seven to adulthood that's where this uh, more in-depth thought processes are going on in their minds and where they're thinking about these things of uh, baptism where it becomes like legit which Hmm. um yeah (laughs) that's just kind of the age of accountability yeah Yeah. an infant has no reason to be baptized because they don't understand what's happening Mm -hmm. it means nothing that's right. Exactly right. And we do not think that it, children that die before they're baptized go to hell because they have not reached that age of accountability. Right. Up until that point, they're covered by their... Um, by grace. By grace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're innocent. By God's love. Yeah. By their innocence. Yes. Yeah. Well... That's so weird. You don't get self-conscious until you're 27 months old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do not become oh, No, self- you said 15. Uh no, no that was you are oh, aware of self awareness yeah. and then it's you so develop self consciousness at 27 months hmm. uh 
But I was going to say, unless you wanted to. I don't know. I'm just, okay. I'm so, just, I'm, I'm still mind stuck blown. on that. I mean, <laughs> he's like, like mind blown. So, <laughs> I mean, trying to even think of it my was really good stuff. Memory now. Like, <laughs> it was really good stuff. When reading did that I study become, and, When was uh, I? But anywho. Anyway. Uh, it's cool stuff that I read. Blowing my mind, dude. Um, are you self-aware? I'm self-aware now. Self-conscious? It wasn't until this point. <laughs> I had a, I, like, I keep hearkening back to a conversation with some of my friends about this, you know. Um, a good buddy of mine, AJ. Love you, AJ. I'm sure you'll listen to this. Yeah. Shout, uh, out. Shout out. Good guy. He, he, he's the one who made yeah. our music for our and intro. And awesome. And our outro. That's and right. it's, and I still owe him $20 for it. <laughs> oh, dang. I forgot about that. Um, if you're listening to this and he hasn't given you the money yet, I and suggest I hope, you start charging yeah. interest. <laughs> yeah. I hope this doesn't, uh, he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but he said, if when we had this conversation, he said, if you had never pointed that out, I never would have seen that um, reading through his Bible. I have another story. Uh, my great grandfather, my my um, my grandmother's, uh, my mom's mom's dad, alive back in like 1900. They had like 14 kids, three sets of twins, back to back to back in the oh, middle gosh. there. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, it was 11 kids. I don't remember. There's a lot of kids. He is truly the uh, the priest of his household. Mm. He he read the Bible to him every evening. They they went to church like once a month, and they had to get on the wagons and go. Like it was a big deal. They had been baptized in the in the titles, and reading through his Bible, God gave him the uh, the revelation, revelation yeah. of oneness baptism, and he told his wife, "We're not baptized right. We have to get baptized." And that's how I am now, like a mm-hmm. a fourth generation. Pentecostal raising a fifth generation raising a fifth generation mm, wow that's awesome uh, because God revealed that to my great grand great gr- no just my great grandfather yeah great grandpa and wow. like just him reading his Bible and being aware enough of God's presence to say okay this is we have to be baptized like this and found a church and got baptized in Jesus name and never looked back man that's good. All right, so can I open up another can of worms? Uh-oh. Sure. Go for it. <laughs> I love worms. All right, so you mentioned it at the very beginning, and it's been said time and time again, and it's biblical because it's referenced in this terminology. Baptism is considered to be a uh, symbolic of a burial. burial. And so if you are not properly buried, what happens to the body? Well, you're going to smell it. It's going to rot either way. Mm-hmm. That's so, why we dunk and don't sprinkle. Exactly. <laughs> you don't just sprinkle a little dirt on a body and say it's good. No, that's not that. how that works. <laughs> well, I took it and I wrote a note. <laughs> uh, pastors fine. are so careful to make sure then. <laughs> every inch do yeah. not use the check analogy. <laughs> I hate analogies. <laughs> oh, oh, oh like, I hate analogies. I've heard it a million yes. times at this point. Oh, the check analogy. Yeah. Let's just, we don't I write to, you no. a check and I put on their father's oh. Son that and Holy so Ghost. Uh, Are they going to cash it at the bank? No, the actual, so, the actual uh, analogy is, is if I put on their father, because I am a father, Yeah, yeah. or if I put Not on their accepted. son. Everyone has analogies, though. And oh, yeah. it, once they've yeah. always said, it says, you get on the plane and it takes off, you can't get off. It's going to its destination. <laughs> oh, I can jump off. I, tell you. <laughs> I don't oh, like analogies <laughs> at all. But anywho, with the uh, that part, I'm kind of going on a pathway here uh so with baptism water is important because i have heard from a couple of different people where they say oh you know it i don't believe this is necessary that you know Mm -hmm. i was sprinkle baptized when i was a child we kind of talked on that one and you know water is essential uh, Seth did a very uh, wonderful job of explaining it verse by verse. And, you know, for civilizations to exist, you must have water. You can't live without water more than approximately three, three days. days. And your body is made up of 60% water. So water is essential to survival. So the argument that I have heard is they went on a, you know, devil's advocate. Pers- Sorry. Yeah, I'm get getting the mic, Darren. I need to be in the Seth. mic, in the mic. Hey, Hey, you know, you have a, Seth's you, been doing really you call good. me out, you call me out, call you out on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
Where was I saying? What was I saying? A devil's advocate. A devil's advocate, yes. <laughs> that was the keyword. <laughs> well, when I think of Darren, you know what I think of? Devil's, devil's advocate. advocate. And the word pivotal. Um, but um, <laughs> with the devil's advocate. Serious, serious, serious. Um, they were going on a argument. <laughs> Sorry. There was a situation that just arose. Leave the monkey bread alone. <laughs> I yes. want the Leave banana, the banana bread. bread alone, uh, or you're going to hear smacking unnecessary. Devil's smacking. advocate. Devil's yes. advocate. <laughs> and rabbit holes begin. Um, but devil's advocate. Their argument was with baptism. They argued that it was not necessary, especially in third world countries where water is so limited that it would be a shame to waste water for a baptism. And I bring to you Acts 8. If you continue on down from the section that Seth read. Oh, sorry. Forgot. We're really new at this. We're, yes. we're banging around yeah. on the table trying yeah. to eat banana bread. <laughs> yeah. It just looks so good. Yep, and we're making noises that... Devil's we're advocate. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're past that. We have moved Acts 8. On. Acts, Acts 8. Acts 8. <laughs> anyway, so if, Philip, after he uh, goes from Samaria, Samaria, he is led by the Spirit to just meet up in Gaza. And it specifically says in... Well, he didn't even... The Spirit placed him there, too. Oh, you're right. If you want to use... And he got rid of him just like that yeah. afterwards, too. Pretty I thought right. was out, he, he was placed there before? No, he he he. No, no, he, no just, he, he just he was did. placed there. He was, he was placed there. running along the... besides the chariot. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So he goes to Gaza, which is desert. What's in the that desert? That is South Israel, guys. Sand. 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 Not a lot of water here. That's right. <laughs> well, anyway, he meets up with this... Ethiopian eunuch. He's reading the Bible in the book of Isaiah, wanting to know what's up. Philip shows up randomly. I'm, I really wish I, it gave more details because I'd love to see the response of how this dude reacted to it. But anyway. God sent me. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> what's anyway, good? he gets his answer revealed. Philip preaches Jesus and gospel to him and where he then realizes, I need to be baptized. Oh, look, there's water. And what does he do? Gets baptized. baptized in the name. In the name of Jesus. Absolutely. Water is vitally important. Submersion is vitally important. And that's all I have to say. If you need to be baptized, God will provide the water. Absolutely. (laughs) Brother Mahaney talked about that. Um, that he was over in a foreign country where water was short, and they were like in a, a football stadium, probably soccer. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I know and, uh, and about that they yeah, needed with, uh, to baptize people, and they yeah. prayed for was rain that, and a... King? No, it was Mahaney. Oh, was it was there? him telling the story. Yeah, no, it was him there. He said he prayed for the rain. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I believe. Sorry if I'm <laughs> wrong, Brother Mahaney. Go off. Go but off. Uh, rain clouds came and poured and filled the... Uh, Pools. They had yeah. just yeah, pop-up pools, pools out there. and they were able to baptize those people. It's, That's right. It's God will provide the water. God will yes. Man, what a message that is. Yes. That's awesome. That's a, you yeah. need to write that one down. <laughs> um, looking at the Old Testament, you see types and shadows of baptism as well. The Red uh, Sea. The Red Sea and the Jordan. Yep. Jordan. Yeah, they walked through the waters. They had to walk through the waters to escape. It's the Egypt, Red the Sea, symbolic of blood. Yeah. First Peter, washed in the blood. Three twenty, which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark mm-hmm. was a preparing uh, the wherein ark, few, the flood. that is eight souls were saved by water. Yep. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. So you know that's another type and shadow, but it actually says it. They were saved right by there. water. Yeah. Um, who was it? The went to Elisha and was told to go wash in the river. Naaman. 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 That's symbolic. Yep. Dunk yourself seven times. I was about yes. to say, didn't it say dip seven times or something? Well, yep. actually, dip it said wash, and he just went in there and dipped. So. Oh, wow. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard. Wow. I'm sorry about that. Dexter's <laughs> got the inside. No. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Good stuff, guys. But God still healed him, even though he didn't obey the words 
But well, I maybe mean, dipping was how he washed. Yeah, I mean, I well, if we want to get into that, the the little rock that was following the people around, he said to talk to it, and he right. smacked it instead of talking. He smacked to it. it the first time, and then Did later, the yeah, the second him, time no, God he was told, told him to him smack was, it the first yeah. time, and then God told him to speak to it the next time. Okay, and, and then Moses he smacked it because he was angry. It worked though. It was salty. It did work. But God got mad. It was and bitter water too. That's why he couldn't go the Promised Land because he smacked the rock. One mistake dealing with those horrible Israelites. Yeah, poor Moses. There's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, how much patience you'd have to have. I wonder. I just preached on how much I can't stand Israel. Wow. <laughs> In the Bible. They're just. Oh, oh. They're, oh they're, like, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the political <laughs> portion of our podcast. No, ancient Israel, just like how much they just always were turning their backs on God. And I, I said, because it harkens back to me, like I am always like I can be hot for God and then I can be cold. And it's yeah. just like Israel. They constantly yeah. were. Yes, save us, God. You saved us. Thank you. Forget you. That was, yeah. I mean, all through Judges, through First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, all of it. But I mean, mean, it's true reality of humanity. It is. I mean, look at society today. On how many times we've been through the motions here? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying like a specific church or anything. I mean, just people in general. We've been mm-hmm. through the motions of. Uh, one revival after another revival, yep. and yet here we are in the same loop. That's a really good segue. If we're done talking about baptism, you think? It's necessary to get baptized. Yeah, in Jesus' Jesus name. Jesus' name. Jesus name. Full one, immersion. One, one. One name, one baptism. If you need to be baptized, call Seth Templin at... <laughs> I've never baptized anyone. Really? Nope. I haven't either. And I, I, I actually have another story I could tell about uh, being a part of baptizing someone, but I, we can save it for another time. Um... That's a good segue. Today we had a prayer meeting, um, and this is just where we can talk about like what, kind of what's going on because I like this is what I like more than just even the t- I like the teaching part, but I want us to visit a little bit. Yes, there's a revival going on. I think here, in, even in the United States, we feel in our right. church. You know, we've talked about it on another podcast, but I said today after our prayer, uh, Brother Myers let me. Uh, he asked if I had anything to say. I talked about buying in, talked about the verses, and said we can't go back. And that's what a lot of what you're saying. We go through the motions, we we get hot, and we 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 get excited, and then we just let it ebb, just like Brother Strickland was talking about. We we let it ebb away. We cannot go back to the way things were. Absolutely. We have to go. Right. Oh, man, Brother Mark Morgan. I hope he talks about glory tomorrow, because I that's I, his. I love his messages talking about glory. I, that is, I we cannot step down. We cannot step down now. We have to keep going up. Can we you have, just imagine? If we went back to the way church services were five years ago, before things started really getting crazy yeah. out here, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Like, I, mean, I can look not at myself, that we weren't having good church, but I mean, yeah, I can look it's at myself five years ago and say I don't want to be there. Like, oh man, forget Me the too. church as a whole. I Me don't want to be back to where mm-hmm. I was five, five years, years ago. ago. Well, that and what you just said—that's something I just hope is taken out of our vocabulary of just having good church. I mean, if church is not about making the impact of those outside of the four walls, I don't want that ever to be mentioned. Because that's sickening to me now that that's a terminology where we just bottle it up. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a, well, part of the Great Commission is go ye therefore teach all nations. Exactly. So that's what we've got to do. is the actions of the disciples. Mm -hmm. It's them. I mean, lucky for them quote-unquote lucky, they had to flee away, and that's how they started spreading the word. They, they didn't have the opportunity to be comfortable inside of a church house yeah. and just wait for people to come through the door. They ran out. They went and taught. They had no choice. Mm-hmm. It was a, you stay here, you die. You go out there, and you spread the word. And that's what they did, and that's what we need to be doing. I agree. I mean, you got Brother Ryan and Darren uh, walk in the streets. I, I, I told brother Mize when I was in the hospital, um, he's like, I told him, I was like, I think we need to start like on prayer nights. We need to, when it gets warm, we need to go to the, uh, like leave the church and just go somewhere in the town and pray there. uh, Our court square walking down the streets. You might not talk to anyone. People will think we're crazy maybe and not want to talk, but Y'all are seeing, y'all are feeling presences mm-hmm. of, of demonic spirits in our town just by walking for a little bit mm-hmm. and praying. 
that's what we've got to be doing. Our yeah. men's Bible study, we cannot be meeting here every time. We need to go to the Mexican restaurant and and have a loud discussion about the Bible. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I like the, yeah. the, yeah, the I'm like, points. We're going to get a padded table. No, yeah. no. These are, we need to get these elevated. The pad, we said this is the pastor, you know, banging on the, the pulpit. It's it's emphasizing a point. Exactly. Here, if yeah. Justin C. Gleason can scream, we can... <laughs> Bang on a table. table. There you go. Um, Sorry, you're the editor. Maybe it's bad. Yeah. Yes, we've got... You go to the Mexican restaurant. I'm ready for more actions. Yeah. More actions. But on that, I'll kind of mention that experience, is that the Antichrist spirit coming up mm-hmm. is that me and Ryan, we talked about it. We set a date. This is how we're, we're going to do it. And willy-nilly, weather changed on us. Like crazy changed on us. It was 60-something degrees <laughs> that morning and ended up with the wind blowing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it was in the lower 30s. At least it felt like no. it. I mean, it. we were what day freezing. What was it? Thursday night. Oh, yeah. That's when it all oh, went downhill. Yeah. It was warm and nice and pleasant what. all week until. Yeah. <laughs> and the time that we chose to meet is when it was at its coldest and its worst. And me and me and Ryan, we get out of our cars and just Ryan's just, I knew what to expect, but I didn't think it was going to be that cold, so I didn't bundle up too much. And Ryan's over there just with one jacket and he's just like, dude, it's cold out here. I wasn't expecting this. I did not prepare. So you think we might just do a lap? And I said, well, we'll see what we can do. We can only do what we can. So we start going and we, we're feeling it. And we're, I mean, we, what went or started off because we were afraid that it was just too cold. What started off, what we thought would be maybe 20 minutes, went for about maybe an hour and a half. Awesome. Wow. And we went from good one block. Too. Yes, and good exercise, but that wasn't the point. Right. <laughs> just a, a, a good by, like, yeah. happenstance. Yep. And exercise for Jesus. Talk about <laughs> confirmation, too, while it's going on, is that I didn't really know how this was going to work, you know, because. We've never really done this before. So we, we start praying. We're, I mean, we're not going along the street, you know, just screaming out loud and right. chastising things. And, you know, we ain't doing <laughs> that. Rebuke you. Rebuke You're all you. going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just, we're just walking and we're praying while we're walking just quietly to ourselves. And as people come by, we're just, hey, how are you doing? And all that jazz. And we're going down. And then I start having this feeling like, man, I feel like we need to get down this road and look at Ryan. And he says, you, you, you feeling to go down that road? And like, you feel like going down that road? And he said, yep. Yep. Okay. We're going down that road. Confirmation. And we go down and, uh, I kid you not. I'll, I'll share this. I'm not giving out the name of the street. Somewhere in this vicinity, there's a dead end road somewhere in this vicinity. (laughs) And so it said dead end. I'm like, huh, there's something about this road. And I look at Ryan. He said, you thinking the same thing I'm thinking. I said, you think we need to go down this road? He goes, yep. And so we go down this road and we go walking. And it's like the further we go, it's like chill bumps. Wow. And I had the thought enter my mind. It's just like, this may be a dead end road, but it's like symbolic of how these people feel like they're in a dead end. Yeah. And I look over at Ryan and just, you know what I'm feeling? And I tell him what I feel. He said, dude, I had the same thought. And we go down... Jesus. Closer to this, we're, we hit the dead end, we turn around, and we get to this one house, and it's absolute chill bumps at this point for at least me. I, I didn't talk to Ryan as to what he, he felt, but I, I look at Ryan, I said, do you, do you feel something on this house? He said, yeah, I don't. it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Oh, I should have knocked on the door and prayed for him. <laughs> Next time, next time. Next time, next time. I'm going uh, next time. You're knocking on the door. That's fine. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm feeling something in my spirit. I will knock on that door. It's but, an urgency. Yes. Yeah. But needless to say, we get over there, uh, or we get back to the root of where we're supposed to be going, and we just let the spirit lead us into different little avenues. It because it was supposed to be just one lap around the square, and it turned into, well, we're going down this street, and we'll turn around this street, and we'll make this detour, <laughs> and then we'll go around, and then, yeah. It just one thing led to another of 
of a new destination, something that we were being deterred at the very beginning. We just kept pursuing God, it. directing and, your footsteps. And yeah. th- I've said it, other people have said it in this church, there's something happening in this community. Oh, yeah. There's something happening. Yep. And I'm convinced, I'm persuaded that there is ministries that haven't even taken shape yet that are, oh, anyway, touching the table again, um, that are forming and developing that there's going to be several new faces we aren't, or we don't I even, think there's going to be new faces tomorrow at church. I believe that. Amen. Brother Mize knows it. Like he's yes, people's yes. family. It's we've had how many days? Like oh, Wednesday. He said that uh, we he, we kind of it wasn't even like a called fast. It was just kind of like yes. we need to fast. Yes, and he just he he asked people on Sunday, hey, just reach out if you're gonna fast. Let me know. He said on Wednesday that we had a month's worth of prayer mm. of or I mean of fasting Fast. accomplished in three days. Mm-hmm. That wow. many people had fasted, and I, I know I fasted even more after that. So I wonder. I'm sure he'll tell us probably tomorrow how much fasting has taken place in this past week. But I mean, our church oh, is awesome. feeling it and actually going uh, is is doing something about it. Actions, actions, actions. actions. We've got to put feet to our prayers as Absolutely. Ryan and Darren literally did. Yeah, he will direct your footsteps. Amen. He's ordering. Next time we'll bring extra bundles. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. We really hope that you got something out of it. Uh, We don't want this to be just talking to a blank wall. You know, we want we want you guys to get something out of it. We definitely are getting stuff out of it. Reach out to us. Tell Mm -hmm. us about your baptism story. Yeah. Yeah. I have more. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have any questions on things that you'd like us to talk about. Submit those. Yeah. Absolutely. Always. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one.